1: plane crashes car accidents assassinations the kennedy family has been beset by tragedy for decades were these events the result of a domineering and crooked father or was something more sinister to blame this week's episode is the kennedy family curse up in the night your heart fills with dread Have you ever felt like you were cursed?
2: Yeah, I feel like I'm cursed with this sinus
1: infection. <laughs> hey, everybody. Right Chrissy's a real trooper. <laughs> she showed up even though she is clogged up in her well, face.
2: Well, I'm fine. I just want everyone to, if if you're, you know how sometimes you're like, ugh, I don't want to listen to somebody that sounds like they've got... Snot in their face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that seems very mean and judgmental. Uh, although I did turn a podcast off uh, a couple of weeks ago because halfway through it, the lady goes, Oh, yeah, thank you so much. And something like got put down. And then she started eating like what sounded like a sandwich. Uh-uh. And so she'd be like talking about, uh, she was a reporter for the New York Times. And she said, You know, sometimes a lot of well, issues will come up. I don't oh, know. Hell and no. I, like, I,
2: can't I cannot stand. Tommy can tell you. It has gotten us into some real tiffs. Are you like an anti cruncher? Yeah, I'm an anti cruncher. What is that called when, like, you can't stand the any sound that a person makes with their
1: mouth? Ma- well, that is. It starts with an M. There's a name for it. Masticating is when you're chewing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, there is an actual, like, mental yes, thing. I have that. I worked with a person who had that and insisted that me and the, him and our one other coworker work within about a four foot radius. So if I was hungry, he'd be like, you, you you have to stop crunching. And I was like, he would tell you I have to eat. Yes. Oh man. So there, I was like, okay, I'm going to be outside eating some Doritos. I'm, I'm
2: not aggressive enough to tell people to their face, but at the job where Tommy still works, I did email HR once because <laughs> the guy in the cubicle next to me would not stop drumming his fingers uh, on his desk, and popping his gum. Oof, and there's... I had had it. And I emailed them. She sent them a company-wide email, like reminding people to be respectful, respectful of each other's faces because everybody was in like such tight quarters. He continued to do it, and oh, I emailed her again. And I was like, I don't think he gets it. And so she <laughs> messaged him like directly and was like, Hey, and so,
1: this was about you. And he
2: stopped and he was the nicest guy. And she would be like, why don't you just lean over and tell him? I'm like, because I have to see him every day. And there's like five other people here. I'm not going to have that That's conversation. True. And I guess if
1: there was enough people around him, he wouldn't know it was you.
2: Yeah. But also it clearly didn't. Well, it may have bothered other people, but they didn't say anything. They were
1: a bunch of wimps.
2: I just have a very, very low tolerance for stuff like that.
1: Oh, I really? I can't see
2: it. <laughs> can't stand people chewing. So Tommy will be like eating and he'll try and eat so quietly and I'll just like He's cut my saint. eyes at him and he'll just be like
1: I'm going to go in the other room. <laughs> Tommy Brown is a saint. I just want to put it out there. He oh is. man, you can My sister uh, when we worked together at a mortgage place and the guy behind her was like the most quiet, mild-mannered guy and his wife was a hardcore bitch.
2: <laughs> or is this a comparison of Tommy and I? No. <laughs> Because you
1: just <laughs> very naturally segued from Tommy and I into this topic. <laughs> well, she shared a cubicle wall with him, and he would be like... Hello. ...to answer the phone. And then through... It wasn't on speakerphone. Through the receiver, would be like, can you believe that? <laughs> and she would be screaming at him. And he'd be like, okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Sounds oh, good. poor man. I always wonder if he hung up and was like, bitch.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, he can't say it. probably was just like so quiet at work
1: because it, he, that was the only time he had any peace in his life the only the loudest thing besides his wife yelling was one time he farted at his desk <laughs> <laughs> and it was just the three of you no this was when Shannon Shannon was like in a back cubicle area with him and he farted and then it was just like sorry <laughs> Stan, I, appreciate, to
2: stand the man. I appreciate that he owned it, though, instead <laughs> of trying to be like, oh, uh, that wasn't me. Or just, like, not say anything. Pardon me. Yeah, you got to say something. You have to own up to
1: your fart.
2: That's really funny. Oh, oh man. man. <laughs> uh,
1: what a, very briefly, are we going to do a mini-sode about our psychic fair? Yeah, I think All right, we catch a, catch a mini-sode this week we're going to do yeah, on the psychic fair We experience. went to the Dallas
2: psychic fair again. Yesterday. Yes. And super fun. New readings to talk about. Oh,
1: my God. Different.
2: You guys- Heather did one with runes.
1: I had Sylvia again, so...
2: <sighs> I couldn't get into her because she's obviously popular because... When I got there at 1.30, they were like, our next one is at 3.45. <laughs> she
1: is phenomenal. And then I had a new person who did runes. So I we'll did, talk about
2: it. I used a new one, and she was great, too. Yes. we have. So we have a lot of good experiences. Yeah. And I got picked again in the group reading oh, to have yes. a message.
1: And I bought some crystals. We'll talk about it. Oh, you did? That. Yeah. I didn't know you bought I crystals. Did. Nice. Uh, so... The thing about a psychic is they can tell you if you're cursed. Oh, hopefully. If you go and you pick the Or they out. curse you. Psh. Maybe. The, one of the psychics was like, I'm a legitimate witch. And I was like, oh, cool, man. Thanks. Which one was she? Delphine. Oh. And she was like, I can come and do clearings of houses and things. And I was like, can you Oh, she's Hicks. the one that said she'd be on the mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah. yeah I, like, Kick Kick I want to meet hex people? I'm just gonna didn't ask that. <laughs> um, but yeah. She probably so, can, though. I mean, you know what? She was powerful. She gave me quite a reading. So we're talking today about... The Kennedy Curse. So all
2: this month, we will be each week doing a different Kennedy
1: topic. Correct. Because but, it's the 55th anniversary oh, of JFK being assassinated in Dallas. In our and great I've, city of Dallas. You know what? Every city has to be famous for something. Mm-hmm. You know, we chose, the Big Apple city yeah. that never sleeps, the city that a president can rarely come to. The a, Windy unscathed. City of
2: Chicago That's or right. the city that will always be known as where the president was assassinated.
1: To be fair, the Illuminati did it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I will There's going to be a lot of Illuminati talk in this episode.
1: But the, I will try. We're, we're going to try to keep it organized. So this one's going to be about the family curse. Yes. And then when we talk about the assassination, kind of keep it, uh, you know, siloed off. Yes. So.
2: Yes, as same with
1: Chappaquiddick. Correct, Chappaquiddick. 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 Which, I, when I remember learning about that for the first time, I was like, "What?" And yeah. then I started researching the Kennedy family curse, and I was like, "What?" Yeah.
2: So this week will be the Kennedy family curse. Next week is Chappaquiddick, and then we're thinking JFK will probably be a two-parter, well, so that'll finish out the definitely
1: the one part on the actual assassination, and I need a whole episode because of the of just, alien theory, just
2: and the shrimp poison dart did. That
1: she you know what there's a lot of benefits to be my friend and one of them is I especially if you're Christy I text the most bizarre things and I was like FYI uh, JFK was killed because he was aware of alien technology and he wanted to stop investment in alien technology and he was killed by a shrimp poison dart and she was just like dot dot dot
2: <laughs> usually I just reply with a gif that's like uh, uh, head exploding or something. <laughs> cool. What was that? Tinfoil hat. So yeah.
1: this whole month will be a lot of history and tinfoil hats.
2: Yes, yes, yes. Well, the Kennedy curse, man, this family, I'll tell you what, they are something else. Mm-hmm. The name the Kennedy curse refers to the untimely and unusual deaths and grave injuries associated with the famous Kennedy family. So, we're also going to really try and keep uh, track for you guys of who is married to who and who, how people are related. So,
1: it's a whole family tree. Because
2: there is, my God, this is like. A family forest. I have so many freaking people in this family.
1: I didn't use source it a lot because it was on the CIA.gov website, which, by the way, is a treasure trove. (laughs) Go to that. (laughs) I spent a lot of time reading that. It's a great way to fall asleep and have nightmares. Oh, Uh, but I did find a. I won't say a completely unhinged person, but on the edge half uh, halfway unhinged, yeah, who was like very serious about the Illuminati families, and they talk about the past Kennedys were in Ireland, and then they um there were three strands of Kennedy's oh, and like three like main, bacteria, yes, like three main um and they decided that they were they like all inbred with each other oh. and, like intermarried. you know
2: what that wouldn't surprise me, That's I mean how... most powerful families inbred back in the day, gross well, here's how. It got started for the most part. Joseph and Mary Kennedy had nine children. Here are their names. Also, they all had nicknames. What the hell? And afterwards, I'll have a real hot take about some of these nicknames. Did you
1: have a nickname in your family?
2: No. Well, I mean, Christy is... And a shortened version of my real name, which, which is, is
1: Christine, which is which is your name's Chris Christopherson. It's <laughs> It's Chris Christopherson Wallace. Yeah, but I go by Christy.
2: But no, not really. My mom, when she would get mad at me, would call me Ladybug, which should be a term of a like, dear. Get man. over here,
1: Ladybug. She'd
2: be like, all right, Ladybug. Like I was being a. Smart oh, that's kind of like
1: saying, like, listen here, my mom would say, yeah, Missy yeah. Prissy. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. now my mom would go, All right, bitch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what age did you go from Missy Prissy to bitch?
1: Like 13. Yeah, yeah. You Once you hit the teens. Yeah. No, I'm not sure. That's I was like, yeah. Uh,
2: so here are Joseph and Mary Kennedy's nine children. And this is also in order of uh, how they were born. So the oldest, Joseph Patrick or Joe, John Fitzgerald or Jack, Rose Marie, they called her Rosemary, Kathleen Agnes or Kick,
1: F- a fun fact, there was a lot of Kathleen's in the family, and a great-great-aunt was named Kathleen uh, Fitzgerald, and she was so fun and wild that her dad called her Kick. So oh. then anyone in the family that was named Kathleen, they, they got called Kick.
2: Interesting, Because I was like, why? his uh, middle name is Kathleen. Well, you so call call her maybe Kick. we'll call her Kick <laughs> yeah, from now on. I was like, why on. is
1: everyone called Kick? But that's why.
2: Also, back then, like, na- okay, well, here's my hot take. I don't understand why Jack...
1: Is a nickname for John. You sound like me when I was about eight years old, and I learned and they're like, Jack Kennedy this, Jack and Jackie so Kennedy. And then they said John F. Kennedy, and I was like, Did she have two husbands? Yeah. Which one got shot? And my mom's like, No, 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 it's one person. A nickname should be shorter than your name. Well, what about Dick and Richard? That one it makes a little
2: more sense, still confusing. But I, I don't guess John get... and
1: Jack are the same amount of letters. Also, William and Ted? That doesn't What the fuck? Ted is for Theodore. Yeah I but, mean, but I'm saying in real life but in the Kennedy family you just say whatever you want.
2: Or Edward.
1: Edward Edward, okay. Edward
2: and but Jack and John I don't get that one because it's the same amount of letters,
1: it takes the same amount of time to say. It's it, and think they both an, sound like nicknames. Let me just say, it's an. I think it's an Irish Catholic thing. Oh, maybe that's a, true. Let me tell you my research source. Okay, on Thirty Rock. <laughs> <laughs> well, I buy it. Jack Donaghy. No, his name's Jack though. Never mind. I was like, his mom calls him Jackie Boy, but I think his name's actually no, because his name's John Francis Donaghy. There you go. And he goes by Jack.
2: Well, John Fitzgerald, or as probably the most famous of the Kennedys, JFK. Rosemarie or Rosemary. Kathleen Agnes's kick. Eunice Mary. She, she, doesn't, didn't, she didn't have one. They her were, name's were like Eunice. We're, they're like, "We're going to just let you have Eunice. Hey, Eunice. <laughs> Patricia Helen or Pat.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Robert Francis. that was Bobby,
1: also known as RFK.
2: Yes. Jean Anne. And Edward Moore, or Ted Kennedy, may be the slimiest of the Kennedys.
1: So he's the first one who ever said, Kennedy family curse. And mm-hmm. it was as he tearfully asked for forgiveness after kind of technically killing a lady. Yeah. We'll get to that yeah. in a little bit. Yeah. We'll dabble in it here, and then we'll do the whole Chappaquiddick episode. If you're, but he's weeping into the camera. Yeah. He's like, well, our family must be cursed. If that's why. Yeah, that's, a,
2: that's a solid argument. If you're on <laughs> trial for a murder, just say that you've been cursed. Well, it wasn't us. So of these 9 children, one was forced to have a lobotomy, four died violent deaths, and several of them had children of their own that suffered great tragedy. Whew. Now we're going to get into kind of a one timeline one. of this the just shit show that is the Kennedy family. <laughs> so 1941, Rosemary Kennedy. In 1941, Joseph and Rose Kennedy had their first daughter, Rosemary. Rose went into labor very quickly, which caused Rosemary to enter the birth canal before the doctor arrived. To try and prevent the baby from delivering too soon, a nurse instructed Rose to cross her legs... This caused the oxygen supply to be cut off to the baby, which ultimately led to her suffering from intellectual disabilities. That
1: is, that's tough because the nurse is telling you to do something. I
2: mean, it's also the 40s. And they did not. Know. He also probably came in smoking a cigarette well, to deliver I'm, that baby.
1: Frankly, I'm surprised she was awake because my grandmother had uncle Jerry was born in like 1942. Then Darlene was born in four, uh, 46. And my mom was born in 52. Sorry, mom, I just fronted out how old you are. But like <laughs> my my grandma's like, Oh yeah. Like I would go to the hospital and be like, I'm in labor. And they're like, okay, breathe this in. Yeah. And they had twilight birth yes. and they knocked you out. Yes. And my, my grandma's like, me was like, yeah, you woke up and they just handed you a baby. It yeah. was great. Yeah.
2: Or even back before then, or maybe even at the same time they would uh they considered you hysterical and like you were like drunk. Yes, and they would blindfold you and like put you in a straitjacket. I mean, the history of labor is a very disgusting, crazy thing
1: to look and into. It's, it's like torturous. Well, so Rosemary Kennedy's born, she had about a sixty to seventy IQ, mm-hmm. which gives her the intellectual capabilities once she's grown up of about an eight to a twelve year old. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, as
2: she got older, she developed violent mood swings. She also developed a gait which led to an infamous stumble in front of the King of England. Because
1: Joseph Kennedy was the ambassador to the UK around this time. Uh-huh. And they said that at the time, he would go around with all of his kids. And it was kind of like, I mean, it'd basically She'd be like... Parading your family the around. The Kardashians or the Duggars yes. or something. You know, like a cute family. And they're like, oh, it's the... And he was kind of... He was like a a liquor distributor in the U S yes. so it's not, this was his first time, like his foray into high society and his one daughter trips and falls yeah. in front of the
2: king. very embarrassing to the family. Thinking he could fix Rosemary, come on, Joseph, unbeknownst to his wife Rose, allowed doctors to perform a prefrontal lobotomy on Rosemary. That's horrifying. So, so gross. This was a very new procedure at the time, with only 80 having been performed in the U.S., And of those, eighty percent of them were on women. Well, that seems not surprising. No, we're not.
1: Also, Joe Kennedy did not tell his wife that he was having this done. Yeah, he took her to the took uh, Rosemary to the doctor. They put her on a mild tranquilizer, but she was awake, and they stick a a thing up your nose hole, and they basically dig out, scrape out the front part of your brain.
2: Well, the procedure did not go well, and in fact, it made her condition much worse. Many believe too much of her brain was removed because the doctors didn't know what they were doing.
1: They were just feeling around
2: afterwards. She was unable to walk, talk, or even urinate.
1: Yeah. They said she was 23 when it happened and that she was diminished to the mental uh, capacity of a two to three year old child. God,
2: that's so sad.
1: Mm -hmm. In
2: hopes of avoiding further shame, her parents institutionalized her where she lived until her death in 2005. The Kennedy family essentially erased Rosemary from their public profile. And no one even knew of this lobotomy until 1961.
1: I mean, think about just kept it under.
2: They said the nanny um, who also Joe was having an affair with, I mean, are we surprised? No, I'm sure he had an affair with many people. The nanny said that after she was sent to the institution, her name was not allowed to be spoken in that house like no, no. one no one mentioned her it was like she never Existed and how sad for her. I mean, I'm sure they didn't go visit her.
1: Well, and and, and, it, she, and she didn't die that long ago. No, she lived until 2005. Yes, that's insane. Well, my thing is, is she was diminished to the mental capacity of a two or three year old. They can recognize their family. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, they they like she, it's know, not like she was like a vegetable.
2: They also have emotions. And yes. I mean, it's just so heartbreaking. It's super sad that like he from the beginning thought that she was less than because she was born with. A like, mental deficiency.
1: Well, and it's... He's a man that's all about appearances. Yeah. And I think it was because he came from kind of seedy money that, like, his dad owned a saloon and made his money on alcohol. Yeah. And Joe Kennedy thought the whole Irish... Drunk Irish stereotype was embarrassing, and so he never drank. And so he wanted... He just this, made his money off of those that did. Yes. And he wanted to have this perfect... Picture-perfect family and be fancy. Yeah. And be a high society ambassador. And by God,
2: if... <laughs> If you're going to trip and stumble in front of the King of England, you're getting sent to an, an institution out with your brain half gone. God. Well, moving on to August 12th, 1944, Joe Kennedy Jr., which was JFK's older brother.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Here's where we start getting into the plane crashes in the Kennedy curse. He Correct. was the first one that was killed in a plane crash after volunteering to pilot a secret World War II bombing mission. In Nazi-occupied
1: France. Okay, so this is a really sad story. So Joe Kennedy Jr. is the old one, older, oldest. He was brother. the first. Born. He was the golden child. He was supposed to be the key to the family legacy. Hey, Joe, right? the dad wanted him to be president. Correct. So Joe Kennedy Senior is ambassador to the UK in World War II, and he's in London. And the whole thing was all these politicians stayed in London in solidarity with the British people. That if there's bombings in London. You know what? If they get one of you, they get us all. Joe Kennedy Sr. went to the English countryside um. and was basically considered a baby like a big wuss like a british politician was quoted as saying like i thought sunflowers were yellow and then i met joe kennedy oh, so he had this reputation a sick burn dude he had this re- and you can you imagine in a like drinking tea oh, i thought sunflowers <laughs> were yellow and then i saw joe kennedy and everybody's oh, like oh. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> yeah he's like oh killer burn indeed <laughs> <laughs> so he was like kind of shamed now and his and joe kennedy jr was one of the first kids to say the kennedy clan and he's like we're the you know, we're all for one one for all except for mm-hmm. her sister yeah and well you know <laughs> yeah, we need except to, for the
2: one we don't talk about and
1: he's like we need to look so badass or whatever and so he joined the military jfk despite his frail body yes. also joined the military so this is the ironic part so joe is like jacked handsome guy gets in the military he's doing great he's a pilot jfk has to literally they have to hire a trainer to get him Strong enough to qualify to get into the military. And they put him on these PT boats, which are like surface boats that shoot torpedoes. And they would get these rich kids to get on the surf, the torpedo boats, because they were sailboats basically. And rich kids had, like, the Kennedys had a yacht and, like, they knew how to sail. They'd all been
2: to regattas.
1: Yes. And so JFK is on this boat, and somehow people say that it was due to negligence or they were hungover or asleep it gets broadsided by a Japanese boat and it breaks PT-109 in half and the seven crewmen and JFK swim to this island. So this is the story that jo- Joe Kennedy Sr. portrays of his son because basically his son just fucked up and he basically is stuck on an island with all of these people. And oh, it's like Survivor. It's like Survivor. And JFK, this is the story, was the strongest of everyone, oh. which I find hard to believe. And swimming out, he would swim out take off all of his clothes, swim out into the ocean every day with this coconut that's like, please help us, and would try to find boats. And then, coconut? I guess he carved a, a, the thing in the coconut. And he swims out there, and so finally... you see that. Well, uh, finally a boat comes, and I guess he throws a coconut on him, I don't know. They get saved, <laughs> and he comes back home, and Joe Kennedy had then started investing in movies and stuff, and starts, like, want, wanting JFK to run for office, and running these commercials, and they're like, JFK is a hero. He swam uh, out in the middle of the... Ocean to save all of his brethren on the boat. Meanwhile, Joe Kennedy Jr. is, like, a legitimate... Like, he's gotten these... He was, like, taking on as much as he could because he he had no uh, business experience and he wanted to run for office. So he's like, well, I have to be a war hero. So he would take on all these, like, extra challenges so that he would be able to be, like, a brigade general. Well... JFK basically didn't, like, fucked up. He failed upward, which isn't that every rich white man. Yes. He failed upward. And so he's, like, this now coming back, and they said they would throw these, like, parties and stuff for JFK where they're like, our son is a war hero, and that Joe Jr. would be like, yeah, great, and would go upstairs and be like... (laughs) (laughs) And then he freaking
2: died flying a bombing mission. Here's my
1: question. Did he die accidentally or... He, you think he kamikazed he, this? Well, they said he was due to be uh, let out. Like they said, okay, you're ready. You're discharged honorably. You did your duty. You're you're you, the gig is up, and he's like, no, no, no. I want to stay and England's like well we're not really doing anything except for we're testing these remote controlled airplanes but they are very dangerous he's like put me in one and he probably would, was trying
2: to prove to his dad that that's he exactly was a what they said. and the night
1: before and they're like oh wow Joe Jr. is going to do this really cool experimental flight and the night before the engineer's like yeah we we'll are probably have to cancel the flight because we think some things are going to go wrong and then Joe Jr. was like fuck it let's go and oh, it's like did he man. do that because he wanted to prove something yes. or was he like I will never be as good as Jackie I'm going to kill myself like Jack Kennedy I think I think he was trying to prove something. I think so too. But that's
2: so sad that he w- went to those links and it ended Im- up taking his life to
1: impress his dad. Yeah. Who like? Joking. But I feel like
2: that's kind of the, throughout the Kennedy. To this day, they're all just trying to impress their dads. Yeah, and I think they the, might be. the true
1: Kennedy curse maybe just like Joe. <laughs> Joe oh, Senior. he's
2: he is a piece of shit. Yeah, he's awful. We will see just how so awful that's he is.
1: Plane crash number one.
2: Plane crash number one. Here comes very quickly after plane crash number two.
1: So Joe Jr. was in 1944.
2: May 13th, 1948, another plane crash also in France claimed the life of another Kennedy, this time JFK's sister, Kathleen, or Kick, as she was known. She and three others, including her soon to be husband, Mm. were flying in a small plane in a storm when it went down, killing everyone on board. She was 28. They were flying to, they were going on vacation in um, Paris, I believe, before meeting her father, Joe, Mm -hmm. so her soon to be husband could ask for her hand in marriage. Yeah. So That's they were on their way to do that so they could get married. And then this happens. That's insane.
1: Well, in between these plane crashes, JFK and Jackie get married. Uh-huh. And part of their curse was that they were trying to have kids. So they had like stillborns or they would have yeah. miscarriages. So that was not, I mean, it's very tragic. Sure. It's sure. a little bit more of a common tragedy, unfortunately. Yes. And I think I'm happy now that people are talking about it. Cause I think a lot of people go through that oh, yeah. silently. One and
2: in three women have a miscarriage. I yeah. People go the through the it silently. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so in 1961, and at this point, JFK has already been elected president. We'll talk more about that when we get into the JFK assassination episodes we're going to do. He's been elected president, and his father, Joseph, suffers a debilitating stroke and develops aphasia, which makes him unable to speak.
1: Aphasia is... that's... Tough.
2: Yeah. Well, he can't talk anymore. So now how is he going to uh, be super sexist and anti-Semitic and run the family if he doesn't, yeah, if he doesn't have his voice? A heinous person. Well, he was confined to a wheelchair until his death in 1969. Mm-hmm. 1963, as you just mentioned about uh, Jackie and JFK trying to have children. Well, on August 7th, 1963, Jackie gives birth to their third child, Patrick. Patrick was born three weeks early, weighed only five pounds, and suffered from a lung condition. Sadly, he survived less than two days. Even more upsetting was that this was the second child Jackie and JFK had lost. So, yes, they had the miscarriage. In 1957, they had a daughter that was stillborn, and then Jackie suffered a miscarriage in 1955.
1: And then she had this poor kid. It's so sad. It's very sad. And... There's just there's a whole lot for their her family was entwined with the Kennedys before the two of them met, and
2: they also had the Onassis family curse, Curse. which many think she brought over to the Kennedys when they got married. That was
1: going on before she showed up. No, but they. Oh, I know.
2: But when you have, it's like the Montagues and the Capulets. Now you have this mega curse once they (laughs) combine.
1: That's true. I was like, but don't say she cursed the whole family because it all happened before. No, I think
2: Joe's ridiculous bullshit cursed this entire family.
1: I think so
2: Just weeks after suffering the loss of her child, Jackie Kennedy and the entire nation suffered a loss that was felt around the world. On November 22nd, 1963, while President Kennedy was visiting Dallas, Texas, he was shot to death in his convertible while his motorcade traveled through Dealey Plaza. Have you ever
1: been to the Sixth Floor Museum in yeah, Dallas? it's great. It's really we great. We should go. Oh, we should go.
2: Yeah. I've also been to... Um, the grassy knoll same actually last time i was at the grassy knoll tommy and i had like been downtown somewhere eating and we were walking back to our car and we were like what are all these people with these like weed flags and everything doing and it was like a normal march oh no way and they were all gathered at the grassy knoll. that makes sense
1: because the grass and
2: everyone was just like blazed out of their mind with (laughs) and there was a guy with like dreads and a tie-dyed shirt on a megaphone just talking about like legalizing it but it's it which is fine i agree with all this but it's happening like at the Grassy Knoll, that's which is tough.
1: a little disrespectful. But I will say, if you ever go to the Grassy Knoll, there's like a guy there that gives you a newspaper that's all the conspiracy. So if you're high as fuck, that oh, might yeah. be,
2: like what? There's a, a lot of people. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> oh, I want shrimp. Let's go over to Hooters. I yeah, want let's some get shrimp. Some um, there's a lot of people down there all the time handing out information that are is conspiracy. Yes. Uh, all sorts of stuff there's also a giant x right in on the street right in front of it what is that street
1: uh that's commerce
2: commerce right there where it happened and then like every few months the city will like paint over it and then the next Somebody. day someone spray paints the x right back
1: Man. so but it's, yeah, if you're down there and someone hands you a newspaper, be conscious because they want money for it. It's not that's free. That's true. That's it's true. not information that is free.
2: No, no, no. They're also gonna want to have a real fun conversation with you.
1: I like the guy that's up there with a table and he has like one of those three uh like what do you call it where it's like, like a, when you
2: did a science correct experiment when yes. you here at science fair? It's yeah. a
1: poster board that stands on like its the own. Trifle? The trifold. The trifold yeah. poster board. Oh yeah.
2: Yes. There's a lot of fun stuff. There's also probably gonna be like Oh, pro-choice shit and Jehovah's Witnesses. There's a Anybody lot that goes on in the dressing just, It's middle. just
1: Pamphlet City. <laughs> it is, that's
2: what they should call <laughs> it. Be careful. Yeah. Um, so just seven months after his brother's assassination, Ted Kennedy narrowly escaped death after his plane crashed in Massachusetts while traveling there for the state's Democratic Convention. This was on June 19th, 1964. A fellow senator on the flight pulled Ted from the wreckage, saving his life. Ted suffered a broken back and ribs and had to stay in the hospital for five months. His injuries would plague him until his death in 2009. God. as if one political assassination wasn't bad enough on June 5th, 1968, Robert Kennedy, JFK's younger brother was assassinated in Los Angeles after winning the California democratic primary. The shooter was Sirhan Sirhan, a mm-hmm. 24-year-old Palestinian Jordanian immigrant.
1: And Patsy, for the CIA. I'm just kidding. Maybe. <laughs> not kidding. I'm not kidding. I honestly I really don't was.
2: know a lot about... I know that they like found a lot of uh, writings, apparently, when they searched his apartment that was very anti Kennedy's and anti his party and stuff, but That's anybody, what the government anybody wants can plant some
1: writings. And the Illuminati
2: is in charge. I think uh I will substitute the Illuminati with the government.
1: Yeah. I this think one. this really was a uh CIA kind of inside job because RFK was um the attorney general while JFK was president and uh they did a lot to take down the mob and mm-hmm. the CIA was using the mob for like muscle into doing especially like pushing drugs to make money to pay for alien technology that they're developing. <laughs> also
2: like when when it happened, so he had been at this uh hotel in mm-hmm. LA giving kind of his uh acceptance speech or whatever, and they had to go somewhere else right after for the like kitchen. a photo shoot. But he kind of got separated from where he was supposed to go. And this oh, other person was like, because the crowd kept coming in. This other person was like, oh, let's go this way. And so they went through the kitchen and he was stopping and shaking people's hands. And he stopped to shake a busboy's hand that was 17-year-old busboy that was working at the restaurant. Stopped to shake his hand when Sirhan Sirhan came out from behind like a tr- set of trays with his
1: gun and just shot him. How did Sirhan Sirhan know exactly. wait there except for I'm the saying. CIA told him to go? That's By what the I'm way. Saying this is a listener cautionary statement. When you're on YouTube looking at Kennedy videos, there's like video footage of oh, a yeah. lot of this. Yeah. And especially of, of RFK. I was, and there's photos. I was oh, yeah. not prepared to see that. Yeah,
2: The, uh, there was, I don't remember if it was the New York times or the Washington post, but there was some like major newspaper reporting there and they caught the whole thing on audio. Yeah. The shooting and everything. That's what I listened to. And then on there's accident. tons of pictures of, Right after it happened, like yeah. him laying there and mm-hmm. and everything, and his wa- his pregnant wife she Ethel was three months pregnant at the time, was there trying to get back to see what was going on, and they finally let her through, and she basically saw him right as he like was bleeding. dying Out. yeah God. yeah, it's crazy it's 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 terrible well, that's the second assassination this family has to suffer. So here is where Chappaquiddick happens, and we're going to talk more about this on our next episode, but here is a general overview. On the evening of July 18th, 1969, Senator Ted Kennedy was allegedly driving Mary Jo Kopechne, a former aide for RFK's presidential campaign, back to her hotel after attending a party together when he accidentally drove his car off the one-lane bridge and into the Poocha Pond.
1: I think that it was an accident. I do
2: think it was an accident. Because he was
1: on drugs. Because he was
2: coked up out of his mind. He body. was on
1: massive amounts of drugs yes. and alcohol.
2: Kennedy managed to escape and swim to safety, but left Mary Jo trapped inside. It's possible the that the senator could have saved her life had he immediately gone for help. However, the accident was not reported until 10 hours later, and by that time, Mary Jo had obviously drowned in the fully submerged car.
1: Like, what the hell?
2: Well, he had to get his story straight and contact his fucking campaign advisor and all his lawyers and shit before he went to do anything. What a, what,
1: what a horrible fucking amount anything. of oh. final moments for this woman. Oh, my God. First of all. Hopefully it was fast. You're worried that you're about to have to have sex with Ted Kennedy. <laughs> yes, yes. That's so you're already
2: funny. in a terrible state of mind. But, like, he... It's- oh, and he said he was taking her back to her hotel. Well, oh, funny that her purse and her hotel key were at the party they had just left.
1: Yeah. There's that some he holes. was
2: throwing. He He threw this party at his... I don't know if it was his house or just a house it that they like, owned. It was like, yeah, in the Hamptons. Because right. Kennedy's owned, or in Martha's Vineyard, Martha's a, a million fucking houses.
1: Sorry I can't keep all the fancy vacation places uh, straight. Right. Maybe someday. All the
2: rich, fa- white, fancy vacation places. That's true. Well, he was throwing this party for Mary Joe and five others of the aides that had been in RFK's presidential campaign. They were known as the boiler room girls.
1: Okay. They were
2: all... Like 23 years old. And then it was Ted Kennedy and a bunch of other old white dudes that had wives, but Gross. were just going to be the grossest men on the face of the planet during this party.
1: And you will, we'll give you our full Chappaquiddick takes on the Chappaquiddick yes. episode. But it's, Again, this is a good question. Was it a curse because, you know, the car veered off the road? Or was it like, your Ted Kennedy has a drug problem Oh, I think and that's a womanizing definitely problem and was. he crashed his car? Yeah,
2: it's just poor choices led to more poor yes. choices. Well, he pled guilty to leaving the scene of an accident causing personal injury and received a two-month suspended jail sentence. Classic. Classic nice rich people punish. Slap Punishment. on the hand. In 1973... Ted Kennedy's 12-year-old son, Edward Jr., lost a leg to bone cancer. And that's sad because he's super, a kid and yeah. he doesn't, he didn't ask for any of that. He didn't do anything wrong. No. April 25th, 1984. Another very tragic case. David Kennedy, son of Robert F. Kennedy, overdosed from a combination of cocaine, dimerol, and Melaril, which is a drug used to treat psychotic disorders, Oof. in a Florida hotel room. As a child, David had seen his father's assassination all over the TV, which seemingly led to a life of hardships and addiction, which eventually took his life. I, I mean, mean, if that's if anything's going to do it, it's going to be that.
1: Well, as you say, if you every time you shut your eyes, you hear the audio. Yeah. I mean, the audio or see
2: those pictures.
1: The audio of the assassination is horrifying i haven't listened don't really it was an accident i was watching i was going through my illuminati jfk I've stumbled on some very disturbing things on accident too. on youtube and, so it, and it just played and it was like all about bobby kennedy assassination i was like all right i'll look at this we'll see and uh it started playing and it was like a speech and then some photos of him doing a speech and then all of a sudden it was photos of him in the kitchen and then it's the audio of him in the kitchen being shot and everyone's so screaming the gunshots oh yeah and screaming and oh, stuff it's
2: horrible Oh, that is yeah. yeah. So I mean, do not recommend. And if anything's also, gonna cause drive you to drugs and alcohol, it's it's something like that happening. Yeah, and
1: also just watch your YouTube auto playlist because sometimes things. Come oh up at yeah, USC. especially now that
2: you have that <laughs> dude in, in my, your history.
1: My yeah, my search history is destroyed
2: <laughs> forever. <laughs> if your computer ever gets confiscated. Oh, I'm going to get a call from the FBI.
1: I was going to say, I wanted a nice, concise definition of the Illuminati. And one of the articles was like, now you're on a list. They know. And I was like, you were already on a list. I know, probably. (laughs) I probably was.
2: Well, here is, uh, we already knew Ted Kennedy was a real stand-up guy. In 1991, on March 29th, William Kennedy Smith, his uncle Ted Kennedy, and William's cousin, Patrick Kennedy, were all at a Palm Beach nightclub when they met two women. The five decided to go to a nearby house owned by the Kennedys. Of course, they've got houses all over the country.
1: And you're just like out at a club with Ted Kennedy? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, Gross. your uncle Ted Kennedy, too. And also, just look at if you're dear listeners, and we'll put pictures of him on the Instagram. But Ted Kennedy looks like a frog made a wish and became a man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he looks like a potato with gray hair. Yeah, he looks like a potato with a wig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if Mr. Potato Head had had like silver fox hair, <laughs> that's kind he, of what he Yeah, t- he put an Andrickson
1: Cooper wig yeah, on a potato. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Well, they decided to go back to a nearby house owned by the Kennedys, and Smith and one of the women took a walk on the beach. This is where the woman claims that Smith raped her. Smith claimed that the two had consensual sex. Smith was represented by criminal defense attorney Roy Black in a trial that was covered extensively by the media. Although three other women were willing to testify that Smith had also sexually assaulted them in incidents in the 1980s, that had not been reported to the police; their testimony was excluded, and Smith was acquitted of all charges.
1: There are several reasons why testimony would be excluded. You um, knew I was going to
2: ask that. so I'm glad you <laughs> are just answering it anyway, right off the
1: bat. Um, one of the reasons is like, yeah, ha- there's a balancing test, and if I'm, I don't practice litigation or criminal law, but part of the rules of evidence is, um, you have to balance whether the relevance of the testimony outweighs the prejudicial nature. So like if something, so I would say, unless I was maybe like, I don't know, a crooked judge that it was getting
2: paid off by uh, the Kennedys ex, very wealthy family.
1: Exactly. I would say that past incidents are relevant. However, you have the issue that they were never reported, which is not a wrong thing. Sure. Many people have been assaulted. And it's very common, super common. And the, the issue then would be like, well, these women are definitely going to get ripped up by the defense attorney. Do they want... I mean, they're women. And this guy was a shark. To, yes. He's like a well-known, like, no-holds-barred, yeah. cutthroat, junkyard dog that'll do whatever it takes. So the question is, does the prejudicial... Is the prejudicial nature of this of three women with, I guess, seemingly no proof, like I said, there's no police reports or DNA so tests or should, thing. He, he said, she said, Correct. Thing. The prejudicial nature of those statements, is it outweighed does it does the probative value of those statements outweigh the prejudicial nature? And obviously this judge thought no. Sure. So, so he And if you're a prosecutor, if you're a prosecutor and at the, in the early stages of the trial, so then they say, we want to bring these witnesses and the defense objects to those witnesses. And you have a hearing on the witness will testify to these things, whether it's in a sworn statement or, you know, or or they bring the witness in and the judge says, nope, I'm going to exclude these three witnesses. Then you as the prosecutor go, well, aside from this lady saying I got raped on the beach and him saying, no, I didn't, we have no other evidence. I have to, I have to I drop have to the drop charges. The case. Yeah.
2: So that's what they did. They just dropped the charges at that point.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're, if you have as a prosecutor, yeah. If you don't have any, uh, if you don't have strong enough uh, evidence, then yeah, I mean, you can't proceed. Could
2: he have just playing devil's advocate? Can you still go to trial? Even if that happens and just be like, you know what? We're going to take our chances. Mm-hmm.
1: And if the, and if, The prosecutor thinks, you know what, this is a strong, the victim is a strong witness. She's willing to testify. The other women that were there are willing to testify like, oh, she came back from the beach and was crying or bleeding or whatever. Then, yeah, you could proceed. But also, again, are you a prosecutor who maybe gets paid by the Kennedys? Or if you're elected and they're like, do you want to keep your job? Mm
2: -hmm. Golly.
1: I mean, this family is, like, w- well-entrenched into the mafia. Oh, yes. Which and will, just
2: uh, politics and...
1: Yeah, powerful all, and money, money, all money, All sorts money.
2: of money-making I mean, joking. I was
1: look, looking up, like, how much his net worth was, and it's basically... He was, like, Zuckerberg rich, yeah. like, in the 30s. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's... I mean, they... Their wealth and... It was, like, unlimited. Infamy like, started long before, like, most people became aware of... Mm-hmm. Because JFK is really when, like, everyone was like, oh, so this family's been through some shit. Here is one that most people have heard about. Because a lot of these, like, I kind of knew about. But this one I remember happening because I was a senior in high school. Oh, really? December 31st, 1997, New Year's Eve. Michael Kennedy in Aspen, Colorado. He was the son of Robert F. Kennedy and Ethel Skakel was tossing a football with friends while skiing down a mountain when he crashed into a tree and died. He was 39. I remember that because I want to say that, like, didn't, like, SNL and some stuff, like, kind of make fun of no, it? No,
1: did they? I don't know, but I was I, just I I have a vague memory of that. I was not going to make fun of it, but I... You know, I'm not going to... I will never no, no, make fun of somebody dying, but... But I will say, you know me, I have to ask the logistical question. Don't, I've never been skiing. Don't you have to hold ski poles? I think they were just fucking around. So he was on skis, yes, he was throwing just on a football, skis. but not skiing while throwing a football. Yes,
2: he was just on skis. They were just like, he didn't have a, a helmet on or any kind of protective gear or anything. And I think they were just like fucking around, skiing down a mountain, throwing a football back and forth. And he just crashed and, into a fucking tree. Uh, yeah. Skiing is so dangerous. It really is. It's something that you don't really think of when you're doing it, but it... It is kind of a crazy dangerous sport.
1: I mean, to be fair, Saturday Night Live did a lot of uh, Ted Kennedy, made fun of Ted Kennedy a yes, lot. I'm sure yes. they probably covered something.
2: I, I might be totally off base with that. I just have a vague recollection of that. Well, July 16th, 1999, this is one I also remember. I
1: remember this too because my mom thought JFK Jr. was so hot. Oh,
2: he was. I mean, he, was he was a lot. And I also, do you remember when JFK Jr. was on Seinfeld. Seinfeld. I yeah. was I
1: mean, I just rewatched all of Seinfeld, so yes, I yeah. did. Yeah, I
2: mean, so I was like, and oh, he ends wow. up with, he ends up
1: with Marla the virgin. Yes,
2: yes, and but
1: Marla w- finds out about the contest. And yes. runs downstairs and yep. cries.
2: Yep, he. Uh, so that that episode was probably it was like late. it
1: was like ninety seven,
2: right around. Yeah, yeah like right, right before, before this happened. Well, July- and he was
1: like, I mean, he was like rocketing to to like.
2: Yes, he was very good looking. He oh uh, he was the producer of that magazine. Yes. Uh, George, I think yes. wasn't it? And yes. he And he was
1: like next they he was kind of a shoe in to be nominated for senator. Yes.
2: He he was the golden boy. Well he, his wife Carolyn Bessette Kennedy and Carolyn's sister Lauren were killed in a plane crash off the coast of Martha's Vineyard when JFK Jr., the pilot of the plane became disoriented while trying to descend over water and nosedived into the Atlantic Ocean. All three were killed upon impact.
1: <sighs> That's scary.
2: They said it's very common. They, it's called spatial disorientation. Oh, absolutely. When, I'm sure. when amateur pilots, or even experienced ones, I suppose, are trying to descend over water because it's dark. Also, on this night, the um the weather was kind of iffy, and... Visual landmarks weren't you could yeah, really you can't see. really
1: keep oriented, and
2: he wasn't licensed to fly his plane by
1: instruments alone. Yep, there's visual... so he should not have been flying. No, the plane. and there's visual flight rules and instrument flight yes. rules, and yeah, visual is you can fly when it's a nice sunny day in the yes. daytime, and yes. then instrument is anything if it's dark, if it's you know if it's hazy, foggy, rainy, which it was those things. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so... he was because he was in a Piper uh saratoga very small plane so it's pretty small it's seats six so it's not like itty bitty but it is single engine and uh let me just say so i've taken flying lessons before oh nice in a Beechcraft bonanza which is a similar size sounds like that. a fun uh 50s party uh, beach movie Real <laughs> Beechcraft bonanza um it's a little bit smaller a bonanza seats four and a piper saratoga seat six but um There's uh, this kind of plane has what's called like retractable gear. And that's a whole set of instruments that you have to learn. And then the, uh, the, just the main, um, cockpit area, I guess not really a cockpit, but like the yoke and the instrument panel, it is especially, I mean, nowadays that shit is digital and it is very sweet. But in 1999, I you mean, had to know some shit. You do. And the problem is too, is you have like an artificial horizon and stuff like that. But it's like your instinct will tell you. And I've flown only in like visual conditions. Like but even, sunny. Yeah. Sunny, clear nice day. day. Yeah. But when you get up there and you're high enough up, like we descended something like 3,000 feet in some like 25 seconds. Cause we were at, like when you're flying an air, a, a general aviation aircraft. So a small airplane, you have to stay at a certain. Uh, altitude, because you, that way you don't crash into other airplanes. Like if you're going north oh. to south, you stay at one altitude, and if you're going east to west, you stay at another one. And like, of course, like seven thirty sevens and stuff yeah. is up higher. And then they have, I mean, yada yada yada. I can go into all kinds. There's of, a lot of rules. There's a lot of rules. There's like, different airspaces and whatnot. But I was just gonna say, we were up at like six thousand, and the the person gave me the lesson was like, oh, we actually need to be about three thousand. So you know, you press the yoke forward, which is how you descend. And I mean, in like, he goes, oh, okay, okay, okay. It was like twelve seconds. We were three thousand feet down. I mean, that's how quickly because of gravity yeah and you just push the nose down and it goes whoosh Ooh. so I mean if you imagine that you're not you're trying to land anyway he was yeah. probably pretty close down they it
2: was just not too far from the airport
1: yep and so you think okay well the airport's right here well it's not it's a little bit further yeah. and you go down and you don't I mean in an instant
2: and you probably don't because it's dark they, and it's water until you're almost on top of that you're not even realizing you're oh you may not even see the water until it. you yeah. hit it yeah which might be a blessing in disguise. Seriously. Because I, I, plane crashes are one of my biggest fears. Oh, really? I know that they're, what was that stat you said? I say,
1: because Christy and I were talking about this before of like, is this family cursed? Or is it just kind of like, oh, you know, maybe they made some bad choices or whatever. But I was like, okay, no. Mathematically, uh, the odds of dying in a plane crash are one for every 1.2 million flights. So, yeah, and we've already
2: had three that's the four, odds of four being, plane crashes at this. That's the odds of
1: being in a plane crash. The odds of dying is 1 in 11 million. Wow. So a crash is 1 in 1 million and dying is 1 in 11 million. The odds of dying in a car or traffic accident are 1 in 5,000. Yeah. Sure. So it's and those- I and
2: I drive a car almost daily. I fly in a Ooh. plane not nearly that much. Well, I'm about
1: to fly on a plane, so don't talk about oh, it. Oh, no. Me. But, I mean, mean they're they're very safe. Well, the thing is, is if you're a general... The, and the other thing is, to carry passengers at, like, uh you know, on a commercial flight, like a 747, you have to have hours and hours and hours. Sure. To fly, like, yourself in a general aviation aircraft, it's, it's like... They just increase it, but back then it was probably 1,000 or 2,000 hours, which seems like a lot, but it's really not...
2: Well, he should not have been flying.
1: No, and no, no, no.
2: It unfortunately cost him and two others that is
1: their lives. A common tale of general aviation pilots of not heeding the rules. His the rule was because you just get your instrument he, only.
2: They were on the, their way to uh, his cousin Rory's, Rory Kennedy's wedding. God, yeah. So then, can you imagine now you've got. You're fucking, all your family's there He's for the wedding and this is, for a this fun, happens uh, for yeah. a fun family funeral slash wedding. Gosh Well, in 2002, here is something that I was not familiar with, and now I've kind of become obsessed with this. We'll have to do a whole episode. And we are going to do... It, it's not going to be this month, even though it is Kennedy-related, but this definitely warrants an, its own episode. In 2002, Michael Skakel, who is the nephew of Ethel Skakel Kennedy, and Ethel was the widow of Senator Robert F. Kennedy. She's the one that they was three months pregnant when he was assassinated. Mm-hmm. Michael was convicted of a murder that took place on October 30th, 1975.
1: So that was in, he was convicted in 2002 of a thing that happened in 1975. 1975.
2: Wow. Skakel was convicted of bludgeoning Martha Moxley, his neighbor at the time, to death with a golf club. God. They were both 15 years old at the time of her death. In 2013, Skakel was granted a new trial and released on $1.2 million bail. In 2016, the Connecticut Supreme Court reinstated his conviction. However, on May 4, 2018, the same court vacated the conviction and ordered a new trial. At present, no determination has been made by the state's attorney's office as to whether or not they will call for a new trial. So... This murder happens in 1975. Uh, Martha was going to what they called... Um, it was obviously right before Halloween. And they were ch- going in this... Doing this neighborhood thing where they... The teens kind of played pranks on the, the houses. They would toilet paper them or you know, ring the doorbell and run and stuff. They all were in a very affluent uh, Connecticut neighborhood.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, she's last seen with Michael Skakel and his brother... And then the next morning, she's found bludgeoned to death under a tree in her backyard. They could never really convict the either one of the brothers. There was also suspicion that uh, a live-in tutor for the Skakel boys could have done it. But no one was ever really convicted. And the case just sat cold until 2002. And one of the, uh, Dominic Dunn, wrote a book that's during this time that kind of they kind of say reopened the case and kind of shined a light on some new stuff. And then the prosecution decided, OK, I think we do have enough evidence to charge Michael. But then the his defense came back later and said, no, they, for various reasons, he didn't get a fair trial. Yada, yada, yada. They appealed, appealed. And now, like we were talking about before this, do you even call for a new trial at this point? If I you're mean, there's shape?
1: huge. there's There's hazy memories. It was so long ago. If there are witnesses, some of them may have been passed away sure. or just straight up don't remember or aren't interested in reopening it. Um, this <laughs> it's interesting, again, he's
2: also a Kennedy.
1: Well, I was gonna say, interestingly, the Supreme Court of Connecticut uh affirmed the conviction and then the defense attorney reappealed again, had them reopen it, and in between, the justice who wrote the majority opinion of the first uh affirmation of the the um conviction had le- had retired. Oh. So he retired and then they're like okay let's go back. Yeah. And then that's whenever he gets his conviction vacated. Wow. Interesting. And one of the dissenting opinions was like undoubtedly they're thrilled to receive their special treatment that they always oh, receive. yeah, for sure. Because they really do. I mean, it's
2: <sighs> also Michael at the time said that he couldn't have done it because he was masturbating while Looking into one of his neighbor's window, he was sitting up in a tree,
1: jerking off. Well, and that's one of the... I mean, it's not funny. It's disgusting and perverse. However, I will say that was one of the witnesses that he claimed that they should have uh, interviewed. And he's like, the neighbor would have told you where I was. I was was looking
2: at her, jerking
1: it off. I was beating off in her tree. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Meet me at the old old tree. That's just the... The arrogant nature that this fifteen year old kid mm-hmm. had where he's like, I'm just gonna fucking I was jerking it. I he didn't skated for that him.
1: those many years. And also his other claim was that his brother did it.
2: Yes, yes. So. And all the neighbors said that the Skakel, all the children were given enormous amounts of money and basically just left to run amok and do the whatever community. you want. And yeah. Their their father was an alcoholic and abusive and they neither one of the parents paid them much attention. So again, not that that's any reason to act this way, but, like, if your parents are pieces of shit, there's and your a good grandparents chance you're going to be shit. a piece of shit, too.
1: It is a perpetuation of a shitty lifestyle. That's
2: why I do my best to raise a daughter that is not a piece of shit. She,
1: you know what? It's your standards. Yeah. That's just just, don't be a piece yeah, of shit.
2: Don't be a piece of shit. Well, this is kind of sad. Uh, in 2008, Ted Kennedy suffers a seizure. And is hospitalized, where it's discovered he had a malignant brain tumor. And then on August twenty fifth, two thousand nine, he lost his life to cancer.
1: I remember that going down too. It was a big because he was still a senator at the time. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Also very sad. May sixteenth, two thousand twelve, Mary Kennedy, the estranged wife of Robert Kennedy Jr., is found after hanging herself at her home in New York. And it came out after that she was. Very depressed and alcoholic. I th- I think that's very common in this family, especially amongst the women, the Was wives, because look at the men they had to fucking put up with. Yeah. I mean... They seriously parading their mistresses all around they it said that joe the patriarch was so just above everything that he
1: would bring his mistress home to dinner they said with his wife they said he would audibly have sex with women in the house while the family was having dinner that's insane he's a psycho yeah
2: i mean jfk even though he was hailed as this wonderful president because kind of how he we went out he was a sexist piece
1: of shit womanizer <laughs> yes G- getting
2: intern teenage interns drunk and having sex with them on Jackie's bed and yeah taking him on uh, when they would travel and stuff, he'd stow her in, in with the luggage, like yeah. crazy gross stuff. Yeah, but they were raised. Yeah, when you're raised here and your dad give it to some woman while you're trying to enjoy dinner with your mom, you Just do whatever you want. Yeah, you're well, just Joe kind Kennedy,
1: of, He was like, "Well, I'm not. I'm not going to drink because I'm not some drunken Irish bastard." Sure. but he liked a fuck. Yeah,
2: but I'll do everything else, yeah. and I will also make a ton of money off of other people drinking. Exactly. Oh, man. Nightmare. So what... so, all this crap. Clearly, they have a lot of stuff that goes on in this family. Why would they be cursed? Why would one say that they're cursed? Well, one rumored legend is that in 1842, JFK's great-grandfather, Thomas Fitzgerald, discovered a chest full of gold coins in an Irish village. He then fled to Boston to start his own business and became filthy rich. However, the treasure was cursed, and the village in which he found it was soon destroyed. So basically, he came over to Boston with a bunch of cursed money, Mm -hmm. and then possibly that led to his entire family being cursed. Dirty money. Yes. Other origin stories of the curse point to Patriarch Joseph and his anti-Semitism. He's a piece of shit. He's a total piece of shit. So there's several stories that kind of fall into this category. One is, while on a passenger ship together, he told a rabbi and his this rabbi's students to stop praying. Angry, the rabbi cursed him and claimed his descendants would suffer great misfortune. Another one, a Jewish father supposedly cursed him after he refused to help his sons escape from a concentration camp. And then An entire Jewish village supposedly cursed him after they discovered he was dealing weapons to the Nazis. Now, while none of these may be true, he was a known... Anti-Semite.
1: They did say, he yeah. Didn't he didn't even try to hide it. He, that he, if it was a one-off Jewish person, that he would be respectful yes. to their face. But overall, he talked about the Jew-run media. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> if it was like, if he, you know, his lawyer or someone he did business with was Jewish, it was one of those like, well, you're one of the good ones. Yes. But, but on the whole, they're all a bunch of dirty Jews. Yes,
1: and he's like, they're they're trying to take over. Yeah. They're trying to take yeah. over. Yeah, absolutely.
2: It's, he was he was disgusting. He so, was
1: mo- And he was mostly... Um, Apathetic as far as the war effort. He thought he was an isolationist. He thought the US should stay out of the war, out of World War II. He didn't think they should get into it. Then he figured out how he could make money. And then he was like, yeah, all right. He also,
2: I don't remember the exact quote, but I did read something where he basically was quoted saying, well, the Jews asked for it.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it happened. Yeah. And he's like, you know, sometimes you just need to like, you know, clean stuff up. Oh. And you're like, oh, cool, Joe Kennedy, you should be cursed. Yeah. yeah. A shit.
2: Even if these aren't true, I wish they were. Yeah. I wish you were cursed three times by various Jewish people
1: because you deserve it.
2: Yes, absolutely. Well, there's also Heather's favorite.
1: Okay, let me get into this. Heather's
2: favorite theory the Illuminati.
1: Okay. So. Joe Kennedy. <laughs> when he... if,
2: if anybody needs a bathroom break. Hey, this... no, this
1: is where it gets <laughs> juicy. No, this is where
2: it gets very good. Okay,
1: so Joe Kennedy made his money from uh, his... His So P, PJ. PJ Kennedy owned a saloon and a liquor distributor. So then Joe Kennedy became a liquor distributor, used a little bit of inside information and his connections, and he was dealing... Uh, in alcohol during prohibition using the mafia and then also afterwards. So he made a boatload of money and then he uh, wanted to get out. So he started investing in the stock market and he was close with a lot of bankers and he was one of the first people who ever did insider trading and he did a lot what of a trendsetter, dude, trendsetter. He's did a lot of insider trading and a lot of pump and dump schemes, which is where a group of people get also together. Something
2: you do when you're pregnant and breastfeeding and you drink a lot of alcohol. Oh, well, that's
1: also something dudes will do to you if they have no morals. What is that? They'll it? pump on you and dump you. <laughs> um... Oh, God, <laughs> or, I have <hit> my
2: mic. <laughs>
1: or if you have a lot of sex and then you got to poop afterwards. Oh, gross. You <laughs> jiggled it all up in there. <laughs> no, so he did pump and dump schemes where a group of people will buy up a stock to artificially inflate the price and then co like coordinate when to sell. So then when strangers are like, oh, the stock's going up, we'll buy it. They don't know that everybody's going to dump on this certain day. And so he did those things. And then the stock market crashed. Well, at the time of the stock market crashed, 35% of the investors in the stock market was these Geneva and United Kingdom banks that are owned by the Rothschild and other famous Illuminati families. So Joe Kennedy basically and his friends caused the stock market crash and fucked the Illuminati out of all this money so then they get real mad at him and either... They're like going around killing the Kennedys, or they use their satanic powers to mm. curse his family.
2: Probably the latter. Definitely.
1: I mean, it's the it's the most reasonable explanation. Yes.
2: Yes. So yeah. I would assume that he, the Kennedys, and
1: the Rothschilds would be friends. No, because he he was like trying to do it on his own. Like he didn't oh, want to be a part of. Were, he yeah. didn't want to listen to the that. competition. I will say, just as a funny aside, FDR after the uh, the stock market crash was like hmm, we're going to create something called the Securities Exchange Commission that regulates the stock market. Whoever should I put in charge? Hey, Joe Kennedy, you want to be in charge? And someone goes, don't you know Joe Kennedy's a crook? And he goes, takes one to know one. (laughs) And he gave him, and the Joe Kennedy's like, let me tell you guys what kind of stuff I was doing. And that's insider trading laws and the pump and dump schemes, all that shit. Those regulations came out of Joe (laughs) Kennedy's personal experience on how he was manipulating the market. That's crazy. Anyway, so the Illuminati curse basically started when he lost them all their money and screwed them over. Hey,
2: makes sense. You know, we
1: well, should do a whole Illuminati episode. Oh, yeah, definitely. We're also going to talk about the alien connection, but that's more in the JFK yes, side. Yes, so. yes,
2: yes. Well, skeptics of the curse, which would be myself and <laughs> probably others, point to the unusually large size of the family and how many of them had high-risk professions. It should also be noted that there are tons of Kennedys that haven't had misfortune. In The Kennedy Curse Shattered by Les Williams, which is a book that came out a few years ago, Williams says, Joe Kennedy raised his children to believe that they were better than anyone else and that they had to win every time and at any cost. His obsessive, driving ambition would influence the decisions his children made and the way they lived their lives. And this controlling, overbearing approach would have disastrous consequences for the family over the years. I think that pretty much sums it up.
1: You think so? Yeah.
2: I mean, well, I mean, I think, I really do think that there's something to be said for how big this family is because just... You know, I mean, if you've got a giant family, the chances of something, the probability of bad things happening, is going to increase because there's more people for bad things to happen. Just to. statistically yeah, speaking, yeah.
1: I will. I will also uh, put forth my godmother, Lillian Dickerson's uh, explanation, and she she would say Joe Kennedy sold his soul to the devil so his family would be wealthy.
2: I mean, he kind of essentially did. Yeah. It was just to the bankers and investors. The and, devil of greed, yeah, exactly. The true yeah.
1: devil of greed and and ruthless ambition. Oh, what a nice metaphor we've made. See, Lillian, you were right all along. Oh, you were. He did sell a soul to the he devil. He did.
2: I mean, in a way, yes. In a two thousand nine interview, Patrick Kennedy said that there was no curse, and Edward Kennedy Jr., Ted's son, said the Kennedy family has had to endure these things in a very open way, but our family is just like every other family in America in many
1: ways. Sure, my grandpa was an ambassador to the UK <laughs> sure. and the head of the SEC, and my uncle was the president, yeah. and my other uncle And we all was... had
2: houses in <laughs> and and the Hamptons and Martha's Vineyard and Palm Beach and a million other places. And who hasn't places? just flown
1: their own plane? <laughs> I'm,
2: Three or four times. To be fair, I've flown a Yeah, bird. you have. You also have a motorcycle, so I you're do. basically a candidate. I'm pretty much a candidate, you guys,
1: <laughs> and definitely cursed, just based on my life. Oh, just I kidding. think
2: you're cursed with kindness. Hey, we're
1: gonna talk about this in the psychic oh, episode. Yeah, I yeah, am yeah. very blessed.
2: Oh, you are blessed. I mean, anyone could tell you that.
1: Oh, girl. Well, what do you think? I think Lillian was right. He sold his soul to the devil. Yeah. Whether it was like in a ritualistic ceremony, I don't. I don't know about that. Where he's like, praise the Lord. But I, I wonder. So I was talking to the psychic, and she was like, you know, visualization it makes things happen. Sure. And she's like, you want to put positive things out there. And so if Joe Kennedy's like thinking like, I don't care what it takes. I want this to happen. It's one of those like movies It's those movies, like be careful what you wish for of like, Mm -hmm. you can have a wish. Well, I wish to have a million dollars. Well, you get it because your whole family dies and you get an insurance settlement. You know, it's like one of those where he, he was so solely focused on this that he like really did cause it. And it really is kind of like a negative energy curse, even if it's not literally like a satanic ritual. Sure.
2: Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think that he, was so ruthless in wanting his family to be successful and respected and in high society that he would basically sell his soul to the devil, sell his children's soul to the devil he would sell, just
1: sacrifice them for any yeah for he did any it cost. I mean
2: he fucking had his kid's brain removed because she was born with some mental deficiencies, which by the way were not her fault,
1: no and they said um that her aside from just having you know her normal uh, because the oxygen cut off and having a brain injury that she basically just had like ADD and bipolar yeah, and it was just like mental health things that could have been treated but he wasn't interested in what was best for the child he was interested in what was best for his ambition yeah, and the image of the family so he basically
2: just stuffed her away in yes. an institution so he didn't have to out of sight out of mind
1: I don't know about religion how religious anyone is but Joe Kennedy is in hell <laughs> <laughs> even if he's the only one he gets the golden juice award of being a real piece of shit yeah,
2: I, I, I second that nomination alright
1: so that's the first of our four-part Kennedy series.
2: Yes, I'm excited.
1: I know, because there's so much to unpack in all these. And, and the was more really I trying read, to hold, the hold more back. I'm
2: like, my God, this family, like, cursed or not cursed, they've led an incredibly crazy juicy. life. Yeah, yeah very juicy. juicy. Yeah. yeah. Who are the Kardashians when you've got the Kennedys?
1: We need a reality show back then. Oh. Actually, probably a lot of this stuff wouldn't happen if people had been paying attention or been able to pay attention. <laughs> right?
2: Well... Shout outs. Oh, you guys heard on, if you weren't at our live show, then this is the first time in this episode you've heard our new theme song.
1: Yeah. Shout out to Matt J at Matt J music DFW. And we'll tag him on Instagram for coming over and using the podcast studio and and recording the theme with me and helping me. and Yes.
2: And our lovely Heather is the one doing the vocals on that. Also, speaking of our podcast studio, I'd just like to personally thank your mom, Nancy, for our lovely sign.
1: We'll post a picture on that Instagram. That she has made for our door. She asked me today, what does Christy think about the sign? I said oh, she, she it, did? She saw it at the birthday party. And she I showed
2: it. it to many people at the birthday party, too. They're <laughs> like, come look. It's like, look at our at
1: the sign It's Nancy partially made. to show where we record the podcast and partially to help people find the bathroom. Oh,
2: that's did she make that other one that says not the bathroom?
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> We'll post the pictures on Instagram. My mom has put signs up in my house. Well,
2: because the first party you had over here, you just wrote a sign that said yeah, not the best." I just wrote on So the Sharpie. now she's made you a permanent... It's classy. Permanent sign. I love it. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Matt J. Also, thank you to everyone that came out to the Dallas Psychic Fair yesterday. It was so much fun. It's uh, such a great crew. Yes. Maggie, Sarah, Lacey, Kate, Laura, Jessica, Larry, Steve, Wendy, and Amy. Am I missing anybody? Me and you, baby. Me and you. It was a great time. We are going to do a mini-sode about that. And it's the first Sunday of every month. So next, if you didn't get to go this time, I think it's December 3rd or...
1: The first is Sunday in December. First
2: Sunday in December. We're going to go again.
1: All right, well, the best thing you can do for us is to like, review, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast and tell a friend who you think you would that would like us to check us out. It means so much to us and it really helps us get more exposure. You can follow us on Instagram at Twitter at Sinisterhood Pod and like us on Facebook at Sinisterhood. Uh, Christy, where can they find you on, on Social
2: media, Twitter, I am Christy or GTFO. And on Instagram, I am at Christy M. Wallace.
1: On Instagram, I'm Heather versus the world, Heather vs the world. And on Twitter, I'm MCK versus the world, MCK vs the world.
2: As always, the devil rules the airwaves.
1: Keep it creepy.
4: Sinister